Hey everybody, this is your favorite author, Ebony Diamonds, coming with my very first episode of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. Now, I am so excited about today because this is, again, the first episode, so that shit gotta be popping. Now, what I wanna start with is the industry that I hold so dearly, the urban book industry. The industry that everybody seems to love to hate. The industry that people don't see as an industry for some reason. Why is it that we always have to cross over? They're never crossing over to us. Why do we have to make our books more whitewashed? Why should we even have to do that? This is what the fuck we relate to, so why the fuck we can't write it? Now, I'm gonna take a little tiny little break for a second just so I can gather my little notes right here and when I get to my key points I'll be right back backing it up you know how to go and get a bag don't you you know how to make a bitch mad don't you make your ex want to get it back that's a fact say a lot of the bitches in the back Poetry, and then I moved on to 
poetry that was more, it was sexy, I guess. So, um, I didn't know it was a passion for me at the time. I just knew I was just doing it because I liked it. So, back in 2014, I was saying, you know, I want to do something. I want to write a book. Wouldn't it be crazy if I wrote this book about this guy and he creeping around on his wife and such and such and such. I gave the idea to my aunt. My aunt put me on with the publisher, uh, my first publisher. Um, and then we just went from there. So the rest is kind of history, I guess, because it's been six years or going on six years. Whoa. Long time. I call that a long time career, honey. Especially <laughs> in the fast-paced moving industry, like the, the urban industry. I mean, so, it yeah. changes so much. I mean, even from the covers to the storylines, it's a, always a wave. You know what I mean? Always. Always yes. a wave. And it's very always. hard to stay afloat in it, I got to tell you. But for somebody to be in it for six years, baby, you done floated and floated, and then you probably done built the ship some goddamn way. So- <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been motherfucking pushing, whipping the boat. So, yes. Absolutely. I agree. Shit. All right. Now, so what... um. Was it hard when you first got into the industry, like, you know, even down to the getting somebody to read you, to getting your royalties, and was it, you know, difficult for you? I think for me, at the time when I first came in, things were so different. So I was not looking at it the way that new authors, like today in 2020, everything is so serious. People are so uptight. People are scared. People have been ripped off. People have been cheated out of their money, whether Absolutely. you, you know, it was for covers, editing, books, not getting their royalties. So things were different back then. Um, so I had more of a free spirit when I came in, and I wasn't paying attention to things like I do now. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as difficult. But as time went on and I started to see – you know, because let's just keep it funky. You got people you become friends with in the business. Yep. They turn on you. Oh you got God, people that, you know, your your publisher, you praise your publisher. Your publisher might turn on you. Oh, you know, God. you put, you know, so so things happen that grow you up and it, and it changes you. It so, changes you. Yeah, so yeah. Man, that's what's up, man. And you know, you're absolutely correct. It changes you. I mean, we come into this industry all bubbly and, and ready to succeed. Uh, we in this thing, like, yes. we love to write, man. Yes. I just want to write. And then, you, you know, yes, you start making definitely. money, and then, you know, you start getting sucked dry, basically, you know, you lose your yes. artistic edge almost because it's like somebody else is controlling your work. You know what I mean? Right, it's, right. It becomes I, and very I, I, difficult. I, I, yeah, it, it is it is very difficult because you it is it's like a system or something or Definitely. you know you have, it's like almost like we're like factory workers in yes. a sense because it's like you can't write this you can't write that this cover has to be that that has to be this that the title. after a while you like write the titles and after a while you like but wait a minute this is something that I wanted to do before I came to you with this idea I already was feeling good about it and now you're telling me I can't do it or even if the readers don't support it the way you would like for them to you had high hopes for the book your heart was in it and then it's just so easy to rip rip, rip that shit from you you know very easy you lose your passion after a while if you let the industry allow you to lose your passion Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it becomes like a slippery slope almost. You know, like, um, we, we love to write. Everybody loves to write. All of us are authors. We love to write. 
Right. And it's like when you first start, you're like, oh my God, I just want to write my books. Look at over time. Nobody stays as consistent as they were when they very first started. And it's crazy because it's it's the loss of passion after you become machinery. That's right. what it is. Right. And it's like, you know, you, you're so hungry. So you, 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 in the beginning, you're very hungry. So you're, you're pushing and you're pushing and you're pushing. The, the more you're trying to reach a certain goal, right. it's, it's pulling back further and further from you. Not because you can't reach it, but because someone is pulling it from you. Absolutely. Yes, matching it. Yeah, things surrounding it that makes it much easier. You know, yeah. So I see a lot of new authors, though, and this is a very good conversation for new authors. I see a, a lot of new authors ready to give up when they don't get the results they want. Like, what advice would you give them? You know, just go out swinging. Um, you have to, I mean, I know it's kind of cliche, like, you have to go get the readers, you have to be consistent. You know, it's cliche, but it's true. You have to build and and. Before you can even put a book out, you have to make sure that you build up that following. You have to be consistent, whether it's posting excerpts, the title, you know, the cover, just constantly putting it out there and joining those reading groups, getting those readers from the reading groups. So you have to be consistent. Don't just, because what will happen is you'll put the book out. And you'll get your feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. And then you put another book out, and then you get your feelings hurt. And then you put out another book, so you have to stop at some point and say, you know what, let me, because the beautiful thing is you can always rebrand. You yep. can always over. I'm literally in the middle of doing that, and I'm 50% So it's never, you, you don't have to just stop doing what you're doing because you feel like, there's no way for you to get around it. You can always do more. You can always do more. So go out there and be consistent. Put those books out. Promote them. Promote them. And that's the most important part right there. And I think that a lot of people don't understand how important the promotion is. And I'm not just talking about dropping in groups. If okay. you want to get results, you have to put as much effort in as, it, as you want out of it. Right. And you have to be confident as well. Be confident in yourself and believe that you can do it. If you don't feel right about it, it's not going to come out right. Yep. So it's all about putting to the universe. So it starts with, within yourself. So make sure that you're confident before you even start trying to put out books. No, that's absolutely, I I 100% agree. So, like, I mean, you know, speaking on this, is there, like, a point in your career where you wanted to, like, you know, throw in a towel or you're like, oh, my God, I'm done with this? Honestly, and I'm, no, I I haven't because I love to do it. It's my life. However, I have been like, you know what, fuck these bitches. These bitches got me fucked up. I'm going to just, I'm going to fall back from, the industry as far as being so involved mm-hmm. and, and, and being everybody's friend. You can't be everybody's you friend. Cannot. So I never gave up right. I never gave up on the love of writing or saying, Okay, I'm not gonna write no more. I just can't. It's my life. Mm-hmm. But I have had my moments when I just said, you know what, I need to unplug. I wanna pull back. I wanna you know, let me see what else I can do besides writing. I'll still write, but what else can I do? So I have gotten to a point where I just wasn't feeling it anymore. But, you know, 
or the yeah, industry yeah, would right. come to the industry. <laughs> yeah. And that's but the I never got about it. So you saying like it's not just, you know, like the books and the, you know, it's more so the industry as a whole that kind of started to deter you and want you to go to different avenues and you just, yeah. you were over it. Like you were over the, the, you were over everything but writing pretty much. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that the industry, it, it will drag you down. Um, to the and, and it's crazy because the industry is, this is funny because they have a way of, the industry has a way of dragging you. They don't just say, okay, we're not going to support you or we're not going to do this. They'll spread the word right. to other people and those other people will drag you down too. And it'll get to a point where if someone decides to edit or not even edit, do a cover for you and that cover you know, don't sit well with them or whatever the case may be. They they want to boycott that or if you put out a, you know, they, they just drag you. They just right. drag you. Drag you. It don't even matter. I mean, I could go all day. So I'm like talking in circles because <laughs> I can get mad. Like, fuck. It do. It makes but, you mad. It does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can't even get my words right. It makes me mad. But yes, it it's just too much. It's toxic sometimes. It's so. very toxic. And you know what? Now that you say that, this is something that I've always felt and I always thought it was so strange. Um, let's talk about, you know, the urban industry as a whole, the urban genre. Let's not even say industry, the genre. Um, we do a lot of uh, drug dealing and sex and, and cheating and, you know, things like that. And I hear a lot of people who don't read these books or who have read them and, oh, no, this is trash, this is garbage. But then they'll go look at power and absolutely love it. I'm confused by that. Uh, that Because it's visual? Is that why you like it? Because on paper, it's exactly what we're writing in these books. So yeah, that's, that's true. It's kind of confusing to me, but then they say, oh, you have black people being murdered in your books, but then, you know, we want to stand up for black people, but then you look at a movie like Set It Off, where women were gunned down at the end of the movie, they were bank robbers, they were murdered viciously by the police, you see nothing wrong with that, but if we write it, then you're all up in arms? I don't even, you know, thinking about it, my opinion, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily they have a problem with, I mean, some people do, you know, but I don't think they have a problem with what we're writing. They have a problem with us mm. doing it as authors, as mm. writers. When you, you're doing scripts and stuff and directing movies, there's something totally different. But an author, they don't respect us like as black people, I feel like. So it's not the craft that they got a problem with. They got a problem with the fact that it's us doing it. So that's, that's what I believe. Because then 
you have people also telling us to get a job, get a real job. You know what I mean? Like writing isn't a real job. But then again, in that same breath, we'll give an award to somebody like Courtney Kemp who writes for a living. Right. And it's, is that not writing? it is, it's like, you know, like, for example, you got, like, Gucci, Versace, and stuff like that, and you got black-owned businesses, mm. or, oh, let's just take that out, if you have somebody selling clothes or hair products or something like that, if it's a black business that's selling it, we're not going to support it, we're no, not going to support it, we never heard of it, but if it's something like, you know, Maybelline, Step up when they saw us trying, 
you know, hundreds of authors trying to get attention for this cause, but it just was not important enough. You know, I think because you can say, for example, say, you know, when people would riot, when things would happen in the black community and we would just riot the fuck out of it. Mm -hmm. We, you would have people with signs saying, you know, we want freedom, we want freedom, whatever. And then they're marching for a good cause. They're, they're, they're speaking to the other side saying, listen, respect us. But then while we're in the middle of doing that, you have other people in the same community they're throwing bricks through churches or they and stealing shit out of the church or they throwing bricks through, you know, other stores stealing TVs and jewelry and setting shit on fire. So I think that that kind of overshadows what the majority of us are trying to do. We're trying to say, hey, this is wrong because it is wrong. But then it's hard to pay attention to us when you have somebody else throwing a brick and, and and setting a house on fire just because they want to do it. So I think I personally think that that's why it's so hard to take us seriously. And it's not necessarily our fault. We have feelings. We have emotions. And I'm speaking like authors in, in the urban genre industry. We have feelings. We have emotions. But then you got that those bad apples that mm-hmm. do too much. They they can make it so negative to where it's like, yo, I get it, but you're doing too much. You, you don't think you took that too far? So people just like to join in on shit just because it's hot and they, they, they make it worse. So I think that we're not being heard because it's too, too much commotion going on in the back. And I, I, I think that's what it is, a part of what it is. I, I, actually, I, I agree. I absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, and it's just like we're reaching out with letters and everything else with still no response. And uh-huh. to me, it's just so unfair how much it hard is. work over 100 black women. Yeah. Okay? Black women have uh-huh. put into their books only for them to be taken away. And, of course, we're not going to say names and all kinds of things, but Mm -hmm. just know it's fucked up, and and you are fucked up. Yep, I agree. And like I said, you know, um, speaking of the situation with the books, I think it's just fucked up how, you know, like you said, we're not going to say no names, but I, I, and I've talked about it before, how a black woman who some, not me, but some looked up to her and what she was doing and how she was publishing and, you know, also write books and her books is at the top. And then you, you can rip our dreams from us. You right. can make us feel like prisoners. You can take away our money that is owed to us. You can keep yep. the money that's owed to us. And it's just, it's, it's fucked up. So it's like, if nobody cares in the industry, if we don't care about each other, how can we expect the outside to care? Oh we got to get God. us straight yes. first. So we got to get us right before we even start looking for that help because we all over the place. We yeah, attacking right. each other, bringing each other down, cussing each other out and exposing each other and a whole bunch of stuff, digging deep, like personal issues. We're not even on a professional level anymore. We're digging deep. And so we can't expect realistically we can't expect somebody on the outside to say oh yeah we hear you because we i mean look at what we're doing we're not even so you got to, to each other 
Exactly. We're not saying, hey, how can we how can we come together and how can we make this right? How fuck what they did. How can we come together and say we're gonna get through this and we actually get through it? It's not happening. So it's that's that's the problem. That's a that's big the problem and, and you're right. If it's it's like um if we don't take ourselves seriously, who else is gonna take us seriously? Exactly. And that's exactly, exactly. and the crazy part about it is not like this industry isn't a powerhouse. It's not like it's not money exactly. involved in this and this is a million exactly. dollar fucking industry here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, a lot of money has been made and um we all have touched a lot of money. All of us. And all of us. And it's just been a great experience. It has its pros and its cons, but you know, well, if we're not right within and with each other, the enemy can come in and attack you, you yep. know, like. And then, yep, and flip you the hell around. Yes, in the middle of you attacking your enemy or who you think is your enemy, but really not, this is somebody you need to be coming together with. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the outside will come in while you in the middle of butting heads with your enemy. Next thing you know, the enemy, the real enemy come in and slit your fucking throat. So slit now your you fucking throat off. while you focused on the wrong motherfucker. Yes, and, and that's, that's the that's, goddamn problem. All this time, we was focused on the wrong motherfuckers. Exactly, exactly. And we were hurting each other in the process. Yep. Friendships got ruined. People were seeing other people true colors and shit. Man. And the real issue was the motherfucker that didn't pay us. And the issue was with the motherfucker that didn't give us our books and our rights. And we had to fight for that shit. You exactly. know what I'm there should be no reason that anybody should have to be paying ten, fifteen thousand dollars for a fucking lawyer. There is no exactly. reason that this situation should be going on. It's a disgrace. Right. It's despicable. And it's motherfuckers disgusting. need to be ashamed of themselves. Fuck them books. Fuck them. Now, Miss Shay Jones, it has been a true pleasure talking to you to get your insight, to hear what you got to say about this fucked up ass shit that's going on and hear about right. the present shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, can you please tell folks how to reach you? Because they need to read some of your books. Because I'm going to tell you, baby, them sex scenes I have you trying to figure your whole motherfucking life out. So. <laughs> you know how I do. Let's, you know, I, yeah, like I know how you do. So I let's like get her info. Let's go. Shay, can, how can they reach you, baby? You can reach me on Facebook. It's just Shay Jones. You can reach me in my reading group, which I prefer you guys to join my reading group shay jones reading group instagram shay jones books that's how you can get at me okay bet and we gonna get at you so <laughs> anything else you got to say before you roll out it's been a pleasure talking to you it's it's, it's been all love and i just appreciate you and thank you so much for having me on your podcast i am Honored. I am so honored. Thank you. Now, you got anything to say to the people, the naysayers who got a problem with us? Listen, we don't give a fuck about you. And that's just that. So, that's what it is. I don't, I, I just, it's, I'm not that invested. My thoughts ain't with them motherfuckers. So, listen, if you ain't fucking with us, fuck you. Bam. And that's all she got to say. So, uh, Miss Shay, go ahead and do your little thing on H Town for me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> all right, baby. Have a good day. You too.
Hey, y'all. So, that was me and my girl, Shay Jones, kicking it and talking a little bit about her career and some bullshit that was going on in the industry. Now, y'all go check her out. Now, she did say that she had 50 books. So y'all go read some of them. Well, the ones that are still available because 27 of them have been taken down. So please go check her out. Now, speaking on the books that were taken down, um, this situation has been fucked up for a lot of us. And it's been months, you know what I mean, since we actually, you know, been dealing with this shit. <laughs> And it's been a fucked up ass struggle. But one thing for certain and two things for motherfucking sure. When you fuck people over and you treat people any kind of fucking way, nothing good ever comes out of it. So I just want to shout out all the authors that was affected by this bullshit. Keep your motherfucking heads up. Shit going to be real. It's going to be straight. We're going to be good. I believe that shit. We work too motherfucking hard. We put too much motherfucking time in. Like, nah, that shit ain't about to go down like that. So, yeah, everybody keep your motherfucking heads up, man. Some light at the end of this tunnel. And just know, like I said, nothing good ever comes from fucking the people over. So, yeah, I'm not done yet. Um, I want to play some music, you know, for the authors. My author queens, I call y'all. <laughs> and I want y'all to keep y'all heads up and make sure you keep writing. I want y'all to come back and fuck with me. Because after this Beyonce bitch song for the queens, <laughs> I'm going to be talking about Dwayne Wade and Boosie. Shit messy as fuck. Come holler at me. I be I'm respectful with my opinions. 
I'm always respectful with them. It's never coming from a bad place. It's always my thoughts on things. And then also, if you follow me, you know I let other people express their opinions in my comments as long as they respectful. Because y'all already know, somebody come under my shit with some bullshit. Oh, baby, I'm dragging you to hell. I'm going to drag you to hell, build you a motherfucking house, and place you in there with a fucking lease. Because I'm not with the shit, but I'm with the shits. Now... Today, I got a few people, you know, who want to talk about their opinions on this particular situation that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about D-Wade and Zaya and Boosie. B-O-O-S-I-E, neck ass. I really want to talk about this. And I am a fan of Boosie. I understand, you know, the place that he's coming from. But, you know, sometimes things are just too far ain't nobody said nothing about cutting that child dick off the difference between um sexuality and gender that's where this argument comes into play because um i i have been a little conflicted on the subject i ain't gonna lie to y'all i've been conflicted on it because um I had to roll a blunt for this, y'all. Hold on. I smoked this real quick. So, my thing is, Zaya, very intelligent, very well-spoken, and she seems like she definitely knows what she's talking about. She doesn't seem confused. And yes, I'm referring to Zaya as a female because that is what she's identifying as. It's only respect. It is not going to change your life to respect what this child wants to be. And who knows? When she gets older, maybe she'll change her mind. Maybe she won't. But I don't think this is something that should have people ready to fight and kill each other over. Everybody has their own life. D-Way, he's been a supportive father. A lot of y'all got grown kids, crackheads, and, and all kinds of shit. And y'all making every excuse in the motherfucking world why your child out here sucking dick for a motherfucking eight ball. If they can get an eight ball for that shit, but hey, half of them ain't got teeth. So I guess they giving velveteen rubs. They might. But I'm saying, you making excuses for your motherfucking child out here busting it open in the club for every nigga. 13 kids. No father in sight. I mean, fucking cheating the system to a point of no fucking return. But that's okay. Because that's your child. But then y'all motherfuckers out here threatening violence. And, 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 and talking all kinds of bullshit. Because Zaya says she's a lady. Please answer me this. Okay. How did it change your life? Did it change your life at all? Did you stop getting paid from your fucking job? Now, I agree with some people when they say, if you don't want to discuss, don't put it out in public, then there the fuck you go. Hey, it was going to come out anyway. I mean, look at EJ. Shit. Junior, a whole lady out here, and dresses better than some of these motherfuckers might I add. But all I'm saying is, 
If you can't mind your business, then at least be kind with your opinions. Because at the end of the day, this child is saying all this shit. It's fucking bullying at this point. It is bullying. Now, Boosie, I, I always have respect for you. You know what I'm saying? Always have respect. I respect your opinion. Fuck you talking about dick. I mean, nobody said anything about having any type of surgery or anything like that. Because you can be pre and post. So all I'm saying is, please respect this little girl. I'm just trying to, you know, be respectful. That's all. Because at the end of the day, this world is fucked up enough. And the last thing we need is other black people tearing other black people down. And sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. We really don't need this shit. We get it enough. We've been getting it for hundreds of years. I mean, and, and nothing is even fucking changing. The only thing that's changing is the people that with the bigotry. We've been fucked up towards each other. They ain't even got to do shit no more. They sitting back like, ha, we finished. We done did what we had to do. Then do it to each other. That's what the fuck is going on. And I just want to, you know, shout out D-Wade for, you know, being a supportive father. You know, like a lot of us, you know, we've had fathers in our lives. We were able to have supportive, loving fathers in our lives. And some people haven't. So that's a blessing. You should take Zaya being blessed as a good thing because she has a parent who, you know, parents who care. Who take the time out to try to educate themselves on what the child is going through. That's all I'm saying. In our community, we have to learn to understand that our kids have feelings. Our kids have their own minds. We cannot think for them. All we can do is give them the tools to live in this goddamn world. And they still have to implement it themselves. We can't do nothing for them. After that, after they go out into this world, there's nothing we can do. When Zaya turns 18, she's she going to be off in the world. She's going to have to make her own choices. And ain't nothing D-Way or nobody else going to be to do to stop it. You cannot beat your child into your submission because it's never going to fucking work. Either you're going to lose them or they're going to resent you. That's what the fuck is going to happen. So I have a few opinions that are going to be added to this piece. And I just want to say, thank y'all for giving me your opinions in advance on the situation. Things are changing. And I know it's scary for some people and we don't understand. And I believe certain things do go too far. But as long as it's not changing our goddamn pockets. Hey, ain't hurting us now. So, here come them opinions. I want to talk about the difference between gender identity and sexuality because they are not the same. And I also want to know about why is it a popularized opinion to push lying on the mass majority 
and then call those said people the bad guys when they're not subscribing to the lie. So my whole take on the Dwayne Wade situation with his daughter, I feel like it's a beautiful thing to accept your children um, as they are or as they want to be. The world that we live in is so fucked up. So it's beyond, you know, how we feel as parents, but more so of what can we do for our children to help them be better people, not Oh, you know, oh, the gender situation. Oh, he want to be a girl. Oh, she want to be a boy. It's deeper than that. So, you know, there's a lot of bullying going on. And I think it's important for us as parents to educate ourselves on whatever it is that our children want to do and, you know, just move forward from there. So me personally, I'm cool with it. And I love it. I really do. Shout out to Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union for being amazing parents. Now, I know a lot of y'all bitches can uh, motherfucking relate, honey, okay? Because y'all done sucked the motherfucking meanness just to get you a motherfucking $25 cash out. I, I just, you know, I, I just really want y'all to start sucking dick for more than $25 and fucking for more than $40. I, I promise you a nigga will pay more for that pussy. But that ain't what I came to talk to y'all about. I actually was ready <laughs> to do my next segment. Um, I was actually ready to do my next opinion piece. Now, this is still a part of the, the earlier segment. I'm just coming behind the comments about, you know, what I previously was discussing. So, what I would like to talk about is Miss Lauren London. Lauren motherfucking London. Now... I know y'all seen, you know, the picture of her and Diddy, the picture of her and Diddy, the photograph, the motherfucking optic of her and Diddy at a party. Everybody blew it up, at least the ones, you know, the low lives that ain't got nothing else to do and turned it into something negative. Oh, Nipsey died last year. Yes, we know. We all mourned his death. We know he died. We, we saw it. We were there and we saw what a toll it took on this woman, how it destroyed her and broke her motherfucking heart. But nope, not good enough. Y'all got to come and put a motherfucking stake through the fucking back to make sure that the heart is completely disabled. Leave this lady the fuck alone. What is she supposed to do? Sit in the fucking house and knit? No. Y'all motherfuckers break up. And then y'all go sucking and fucking the next motherfucker. Everybody is not like you, baby. Everybody ain't like you. And if you do do that, that's your motherfucking business. Just like it's her motherfucking business if she decide to bust it open. Mind your business. I know she a celebrity. I know it's a big story and everybody got to get their input. I bet. Get your input. But how the fuck you gonna sit there and say you what you don't think she should be fucking doing? As if you took a, a fucking half a step in her shoes. This woman is grieving. She can go out and have a good time. 
I mean, I'm sure it's been a while. Now, I have um, Perry Trené, author Perry Trené. She's given, you know, a few seconds of her time, you know, to give her opinion on this matter. But all I'm saying is, if you can walk your ass into a club and sit on the first dick that wink at you, please don't, 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 talk, to, don't talk about this woman. Don't say nothing about this woman. Your baby father just knocked your ass in between the goddamn wall and the motherfucking washing machine. But you love him. So you're going to stick around. I'm sure somebody else got an opinion about what the fuck you got going on in your goddamn house. And I bet you won't be too happy to fucking hear it. So, let's hear what Perry got to say about Lauren London. Okay, so I had to chime in in regards to my good, good sister Lauren London. I don't even understand why her and Diddy became a topic of discussion after that harmless, innocent picture that he posted. Like, the responses that I'm seeing on social media is people saying, oh, but we know what Diddy, you know, we know the type of dude that Diddy is. I'm like, uh, but you know the type of woman that Lauren is. So, like, I'm going to need y'all to let my good, good sis grieve and know that, like, come on. Diddy after Nip would be like, I don't, just countless steps back. Like, come on, let that one die. Like, the picture, he wasn't hugged up with her. It wasn't inappropriate. Let it go. That's my input on that. And my name is Trinae. Make sure y'all check out my books available on Amazon. Yes, ma'am. Do y'all see what I'm talking about? Three different women, two different topics. And I fucking agree with all three of them. LaShawn Parker, I agree with Shay Jones, and I agree with Perry Trené on both situations. This is bigger than all of us, both situations. It's about people and their mental solidarity. We cannot bully people into what the fuck we want them to be. And that's just something... That just seems to be, uh, people can't conceive that there are different people in the world. I don't understand how they think seven something billion people would all be the same. But here's a rude awakening, motherfuckers. Everybody is different. Everybody grieve different. Everybody look different. Everybody fuck different. Everybody smell different. Everybody feet different. Shut the fuck up. Stop trying to tell people what the fuck to do. Now, I am almost done. And this is my final segment until next time. But what I actually want to do is I want to shout out um, an author that I feel like is completely doing their thing. Like just showed the fuck out. Now, I don't know if y'all ever, now I don't know if y'all ever heard of an author named Khadijah J, but she is tearing shit up. I read one of her books, loved it. I need y'all to go check her out. She killing shit. Came in this game swinging. Go holler at her, author Khadijah J. She lit. Go fuck with her. Shout out to all authors.
And I will be doing this on every single podcast, shouting out a different author every time. Because we need this recognition. We need to celebrate each other in this motherfucker. You see an author busting their ass? You see an author doing their thing? Don't hate. No, you ain't got to do that. It's enough talent to go the fuck around. Give them their motherfucking props, man. Y'all know how hard it is in this fucking industry. Y'all know how hard it is in this industry. So what I'm saying is, your fellow author, give them some fucking respect. Respect the craft. Respect what they doing. They trying to eat just like you. They trying to get red just like you. A lot of people got a story to tell. A lot of people, again, like to laugh at our genre and try to compare us to every other fucking genre in the and that they could possibly do just to try to tear us down. But you know what the fuck I say to that? Fuck them books. Fuck them. With handcuffs on and crazy glue on the lips. It's about us. It's about what the fuck we doing. Urban industry. Let's get it. I got some music for y'all. I love fucking Rihanna. I love Rihanna. This last song right here is one of my favorites. Now, it's not her song. She covered it, though, on her album, um, Anti. I fucking love it. It's called Same Old Mistakes. This is it. Love y'all. Thank you for listening to Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds.
feel like a brand new man.